as we look again now at this really rich paragraph, <laughs> we, we're going to spend a lot of time on it. As we look at it again, I have one question. How is this word right here working, and what can it show us? And since that's my focus, I think we better put up a different screen that includes um, the verse that just went before, because this is the second time he said he would rejoice and gives us support for it. So let's Let's include verse 17 here, and then I'll, I'll read it, and, and we'll move. The former proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely. Maybe you remember, not sincerely. There are these preachers who are trying to make Paul miserable in prison because even though they are professing Christians, they're going to preach uh, with the sense, evidently, that since Paul is in prison and we're not in prison, we can show that we're, what, better preachers, or we have liberty and aren't stupid enough to get arrested, or whatever is motivating them. It's rivalry. It's not sincere. They are thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, whether they're afflicting me, whether they're preaching from rivalry, whether they're sincere, whether there's pretense or truth. It's just amazing. Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. And then he says, yes, and I will rejoice. Now, it could be, I don't think it is, but it could be that this joy here is not any part of this joy here. That this right here marks a complete break, and all he's going to do here is tell why he's happy here. And it's a new ground and a new kind of joy, a new experience of joy. I doubt that. So if you're with me, let's assume that when he says, I'm rejoicing in the preaching that is flowing from pretense and from affliction toward me and rivalry and insincerity, and yes, I'll go on rejoicing in that, and here comes four. So, Father, as we try to understand what could possibly be the ground of Paul's joy in this kind of preaching, show us. We, we want the kind of confidence and the kind of indomitable joy that Paul had in the face of such apparent discouragement. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I will rejoice in this kind of preaching with pretense and affliction toward me and rivalry and not sincerely. I will rejoice because, how does the argument work? I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, this will turn out for my deliverance because or as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed. In other words, because you are praying for me and the Spirit of Jesus is helping me, I will not succumb 
to shame. I won't be brought to shame by this insincerity. I won't be brought to shame by this rivalry. I won't be brought to shame by this pretense. I won't be brought to shame in the sense that they're trying to afflict me. What what would this affliction be? They can't get at Paul. All they can do is hope that there is Paul sitting in prison, and they're free, and they're preaching, and therefore Paul succumbs somehow to, I, I, I should be ashamed. They're out there free and preaching, and I'm sitting in here defeated. My mouth is shut. And he said, that's not going to happen. That's absolutely. So I am rejoicing in their preaching because their evil intent, because their evil intent is just not going to happen. I will not be shamed the way they are trying to shame me. And here's the second observation that I think plays in. I'm going to go on rejoicing in what looks like bad news, namely pretentious, full of rivalry, insincere preachers who have bad motives. I'm going to go on rejoicing in this because by your prayers and by the Spirit of Jesus, I won't be ashamed, but with full courage now as always, Christ is going to be honored in my body, whether by life, whether I get out of prison and it looks like I have had a great success, or whether I get killed and it looks like my adversaries succeeded in bringing about the greatest possible affliction. In other words, he says, even if their motives are so bad in wanting to afflict me that they want me dead in here, If that succeeds and I die, guess what? Christ is going to be magnified in my body. And therefore, and you always turn a for into a therefore when you're reading backwards. (laughs) Backwards, like this. Therefore, I will go on rejoicing even in a gospel proclamation that is so badly motivated against me. This is a tremendous testimony to Paul's confidence in the sovereignty of God, both to bring success through his life and death and to keep him from being shamed, all of which would show why these guys don't have to be feared, but we can actually rejoice in their preaching.